Hey, Divine Dolls and Divine Sirs. So, you're kind of getting a sneak peek into my mind. I, when I'm done talking, and a lot of times I'm using, I'm very imaginative, and I can picture things, and I like to look at it from different perspectives, and some of the things I missed growing up, and the things I was told about the story of Joseph. But, um, you know... I said it then, this is going to be the third time I said it, but I'm becoming more and more convinced. When I tell you Joseph and his whole family was a bunch of nakers, it really, really was. Because um, it's funny what, what was coming to me when I was remembering on the last podcast. It's been a minute since I've been in church, right? But Joseph, keep in mind, it was 12 of them. <laughs> I was going to say something else. It was 12 of them. And Joseph... Um was the second to last and so Benjamin was the baby right and so all the other ones Reuben Simon all of them they were way older they were out working at this point whole grown men right and um you just think about the audacity right I mean basically these were you know I I want to I'm gonna have so much fun with this one because I didn't even think about this part before I hopped on here But basically, um, you all know that he had, if not two moms, it was, I think the moms were Rachel and Leah, if I'm not mistaken. And Leah was the one that would have said, if, um, if my kids aren't having lamb, nobody's having lamb. If, um, my kids aren't having raisin cakes, nobody's having raisin cakes, right? And so these boys... These they grew up into men to where it's now they starting to feel entitled. You know what I'm saying? Now not now let's not even forget these are men. Men are supposed to grow up and become their own and and stand in their own pull, you know what I'm saying, become their own entity or whatever. So <clears throat> they're out in the field working whatever. I know it wasn't a field cuz like when I think about wherever they were, it was a lot of dust. <laughs> you know, um, hurting the sheep or whatever. And so can you imagine the audacity? This is your baby brother. Like that's how much of an age gap it was. This is your baby brother. Okay. I imagine he must've been anywhere between 16 to 18, still a child. And, but one of the things that, you know, when you talk about, well, um, the way that people would tell us growing up, it's like, Oh, it's the audacity for me. You no, know, he was showing favoritism to his youngest child. Listen, I get the sense, and I don't even remember. I think it was the dad, Abraham, you guys. <laughs> was it Jacob? I don't remember. That part I don't remember. But, you know, um, me, have I have three younger brothers, right? And I... I will say this, like my parents were doing really well when they had me. Um, We had a maid and everything, housekeeper. I had nannies. Both of my parents were working. We kind of moved around a little bit. Um, I haven't really talked a lot about about my background and where I'm from and that kind of thing. But um, with it, like they were strict. And part of it, too, is they raised me a little bit different than the boys. Right. I'm the only girl, but it's a little bit softer gloves. I mean, there were times I was still getting trouble. Like my brothers, I kid you not, they would tear the house up. They would tear the house up. Like it got to the point where like um, 
we would convince them that I was old enough to look after them. But after a while, I got like, but they didn't let me take care of them until I was like 16, 17, 18. Right. And they would go for like half an hour, an hour and come back. Um, and I mean, I can still picture the places where we lived and everything is clean in order. And my parents would leave and the place would just turn into chaos. Like lamps turned over, just unnecessary papers everywhere, uh, blankets strewn everywhere, just pandemonium. And they're not even trying to listen to me, right? But what I'm trying to just paint a picture for you to just revisit this is, you know, we, we all say... Um, the youngest child is always going to have the most lax um, discipline, right? So all the things I used to get in trouble with, or maybe even the brother after me, it was just strict. But by the time you have your fourth child, like, girl, you're just tired. You're just tired, not tired, tired, right? Like, you're just done. You're just over it. And plus, you know, <clears throat> with with children, I think that, you know... Um, it's been a cool experience for me to watch like my niece because it's one of those things like if I were to have had one, which it, it's it's not. But now I know, you know, certain things about raising them, whereas like with your first child, you're super protective, you know. Um, but then you start to learn to let the, the reins loose a little bit and they're going to be all right. I mean, you're still protective. You still kind of hover a little bit. A little bit of a helicopter parent. But by the time you have your second, third, and fourth child, it's just kind of like, they're going to be all right. You're just going to pass a fire, put a, you know iPad in front of them, and they just chilling. You know what I'm saying? And you understand how, the, how they cry and how they do things. So I even remember the restrictions. And, and again, it's a little bit different for me being a girl versus my, my other brothers. So I would say the brother after me is more kind of like the litmus test or whatever. But... When it was time for my brother, um, the first one after me, it was really strict in terms of when he could drive and how old he had to be to drive and all the responsibilities. And then by the time it was the youngest, I remember the conversations. I'm like, he's so spoiled. He gets to go out to his friend with his friends. He gets to go to their house. He gets to go on different field trips. Like when I was in field trips, I remember I had to go. Uh, my mom sent me with this like really old lady. God bless her. Um, she has passed on. I'm not going to cry. But um, she was Auntie Gigi. And I remember we had to go to this Oasis water park. And um, I want to say it was a fifth grade. I want to say it was fifth grade. And, my, you know, my mom just always wanted to make sure I had a good um, chaperone. And for whatever reason, I because it was a, with a lot of it's a water park. Um. There was something about making sure that there were enough um, adults. And I'm going to call my mom after this. There it is. There's probably like past midnight right now for them. But um, I'm going to talk to her about this tomorrow. And I've talked to 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 her about that. But she um, she was so proud. Let me tell you. And I just knew to just not be embarrassed. But. Um, she sent her with me and I remember like at that time too, my mom, like we grew up super conservative. So I had to have on these like long shorts and a one piece bathing suit. But at the same time, like I didn't have time to be too upset. I got in the water. I was running all around and she just kept up with me. She was really cool and chill. Right. My auntie Gigi. (laughs) 
And so, but by the time my, my baby brother had to go on stuff, like, oh, he could go to his friend's house, spend the night, spend the day, go to different places, and we'd be like, oh, that's not fair. When I was in school, I didn't get to do this. When I was in school, I didn't get to do that. It just is a part of the game, right? And so, here it is. These are grown people. And another thing I wanted to drive home too was, you know, just like with anything else in life, you start to accumulate more wealth and accumulate more things and you start to um, take on like more nicer things, if that kind of makes sense. I get the sense that he was a, a businessman, right? And now he's not taking care of these grown men. So now he can allocate more of his resources to the little ones coming behind him. So we all know how it is too when you have you're feeding 12 mouths and they're not even counting the daughters that they had you know once you start to marry them off and you and you have you know the men taking on their own households well now you go from paying for 12 down to to 8 and 7 and 6 and 2 and so these were the youngest ones so with it comes things like pouring more into those kids and yes he's going to have a coat of many colors you know what i'm saying and so but just think about it you know growing up where it's like um there is an element of um i think it's abraham you guys or is it jacob but it was um rachel and leah Rachel and Leah were the moms for sure. And the, the, the dad did like Leah. No, no, no. He liked Rachel more. Rachel was his, like, that was bae for him. And so those two, Joseph and Benjamin, were her, um, those were their love children, right? And um, so it was one of those things, too, where, you know, I imagine he provided for all of the kids and I think that, um, you know, the way that it's been told to us is that, oh, there was um, favoritism. In fact, you guys, oh, this is going to be so hilarious. I'm going to, this is going to be for my Bible thumpers. Let's scroll it back just a little bit more, right? Because this is, we were talking about nobody's having McDonald's tonight. Nobody's wearing a, um, a Technicolor color of coats, um, Technicolor coat. You know, let's let's roll it back. Right. Because a lot of the people are saying like, oh, you know, it's favoritism. And what about the children? And and what about all the other people? And let me let's roll this back. OK, let's roll this back. Y'all gather around, children, gather up, gather, gather around, gather around, huddle up, huddle up, huddle up. Now, ooh, my phone about to die. Y'all are about to be spared. He when um, I think it is Jacob, y'all, I think it's Jacob. He um saw the daughter and he wanted to marry Lee he wanted to marry Rachel. Yo, right? He wanted to marry Rachel. I'ma cut this real short, but y'all remember the dad said, Oh, well, I'm not gonna marry off Rachel because I need to marry off Leah. It's not gonna be fair to her. Y'all, I'm telling you, this kind of cultural mindset, it goes down from generation to generation to the point where we start to get murderous with each other, like where you're willing to, you, I mean, if he had just sat down and had this conversation and been like, listen, Leah, we're going to get you someone. This is for Rachel's, but it's that sense of entitlement. It's that sense of entitlement. So they bamboozled um, 
Jacob into marrying Leah. You know what I'm saying? But he's still stuck to his obligation. And so, you know, Leah now is is over here just feeling some kind of way. So I kind of feel like to me, people try to make it seem like, you know, pastors have told us, oh, it's because um, Rachel was getting favoritism. But it's like, I feel like if you're going to compare it to 2022 and how it was then, I don't think that anything that he would have done for those kids is always going to seem like it's it's favoritism. OK, and so you have this mom now There's just kind of like, you know, he's feeding everybody, but it feels like they're getting the best. And so then now you, you pit these people against each other. It's just it's 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 terrible. It's terrible. Um, And I think that, you know, you need to like I was talking about it in the first podcast. I'm like, if you can't have a conversation with your child. And just tell them what it is, then it's a problem, right? This is exactly why we start to tell kids, our kids about Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny and the um, all this other stuff, knowing damn well you're the one who worked and gave them, you know, for those for those presents and those toys, right? But I understand it's children, but it's like you have to be, you should be able to say, you know what? That's their father. If you want to get on the phone and call your father or let me figure something out, then that's on you. But I don't think it, it turns into one of these things where you you children don't really learn to be jealous. I think that they they can feel some kind of way, but it's for you to navigate it. I think that even when I was growing up, you guys know, my parents worked very hard to put me in private school. And um, and so. There were kids who, like I said, I went to school with. I was the poor kid in a in a private school. One of the poor kids, right? In, in the sense of um, lifestyle between what they're living and what I'm living. Some of them were getting their cars at 16. You know what I'm saying? Living in mansions. I remember one of the first times I went to a pool party was at a mansion, like right up the street, right? Um, and and. I mean, you walk in and it's like these huge doors and it just opens up into this huge like thing. And like, you don't want to go to the left or right because you're going to get lost in there. And then going to this huge pool, like with a tropical setting and stuff like. Um, but I think there's more conversations to be had about this because now you can see the cycle. The dad and at this point, they're pretty much grown. The dad is saying, well, if, you know, nobody's getting married tonight, nobody's getting married this year. You know what I'm saying? If, if Leah's not getting married, Rachel's not getting married. Did some, some, some trickery work, but that, that carried over. And then they raised the sons the same way to where they resent anything. And it's like, at some point, you just got to grow up and recognize, you know, you start to recognize like, yeah, of course, maybe the younger kids are going to have more. Because now he's not having to feed 12 people. You guys are grown. But the fact that they would do that to their own baby brother. But it spills over into how we do things today now. You know what I'm saying? This is why you have people running up on you and stealing your Rolex. Because they feel that they should be able to have it. This is why you have people who do a lot of looting or stealing or breaking into houses and feeling entitled to stuff. You know what I'm saying? And it's just, it's, it's out of control. But yeah, that, that is hilarious. I'm going to probably put something in the description about Bible thumpers in there. Let's not forget. Like, this is this is kind of like, geez, these are just stories, but it kind of illustrates, you know, 
I think we just need to revisit how we we talk to children about stuff. But um, I I just uh, yeah I just find it interesting. Anyway, my phone's about to die. I'll talk to you later. Bye. <laughs>